it looks like the ACC is set to change their scheduling system starting next year. We will look at who Boston College should face as their permanent rivals. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Now, over this week, Jim Phillips has been meeting with the uh, ADs from the various schools, and I don't know who's there for Boston College, but I'm sure someone's representing BC's interest, and talking about how they're going to look at scheduling moving forward. Things are moving quickly, so keep yourself ready for this. It sounds like Phillips is on board with getting rid of the, the divisions. It seems like that's going out of vogue throughout all of college football. It sounds like most conferences are starting to have those discussions. But the ACC is on board with that, which is great. Now, we talked on Monday's episode about, you know, who's some of the rivals. We're going to dive in deeper on that because that was just a like a, 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 a surface discussion on some of those teams. And I got some feedback I'd love to give uh, from some of the fans out there, too, that I want to talk about. Now, he talked about what scheduling system he thinks will happen, and it sounds like they're going to go with the 3-3-5, which means they would play uh, three out-of-conference games, three permanent rivals, and five um, games that rotate. Now, what that means with that other one game, I believe it's going to be a permanent rival uh, outside of the conference. I'm not 100% sure. Some of the stuff is a little confusing, but that's not the point of it. What I'm getting into here is the three. The three is the three permanent rivals that Boston College would face every single year. Now, on BC Bulletin, I gave you uh, tiers of who I thought were locks, who I thought were um, potentials, and then those that I just don't see anything happening with them. So let's kind of dive in, and I'll, I'm going to kind of speak out some more of my thoughts about this, get this all out to y'all. So tier one, this is the team that I think BC is just going to get locked into, and that's Syracuse. Now, Syracuse has a huge history with Boston College. We don't need to get into every piece of it, but Boston College and, and, and Syracuse football goes back years. There's the Diamond Ferry game. They play every year in the Big East. They played for a while, you know, in the Atlantic, ACC Atlantic. Once Syracuse joined, they played as out-of-conference foes in between that as well during some of the Frank Spaziani years. So BC and Syracuse, they have a lot in common. They obviously they're the two Northeast teams. You can count Pitt too. We'll get to that in a minute. They're the two Northeast teams. Uh, they've battled for many of the same recruits. They look at the same areas. You know, Syracuse. It's it. It's a no brainer with them. They're gonna. You know, it's a it's a place that BC and Syracuse fans can travel easily back and forth. It's not like Florida State and BC, right? Florida State's all the way down the coast. New York is one state over. So I think Syracuse hits a lot of those buttons that you need to get a, a good rivalry going. And I, and you know what? Syracuse has been a good rival for BC. You know, both teams have had their share of wins. Now, Syracuse is what leads the series 32-22 to 22 historically. But, hey, they've got a two-game winning streak over BC right now. I'm sorry, B Syracuse is a one-game winning streak. It felt like they lost the year before in 2020. That was the game Jakovic uh, 
played with a broken shoulder or a dislocated shoulder. Uh, but hey, Syracuse, all credit to the world. Uh, in the world, Dino Babers has that team clicking, and I think they're they're gonna they always BC and Syracuse always have interesting matchups. It, no matter what team is up, what team is down, it doesn't seem like it's ever a blowout. It's got that rivalry feel, and I am on board as well. I think Boston College. This is a total side note, but hey, this is my podcast. I can say what I want, right? I would love, I would love, 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 love to see BC and Syracuse as the permanent Thanksgiving Day weekend game. I think it's just the perfect place for it. If if you want to build this as the rivalry between these two schools, because Syracuse doesn't technically really have a rival either. They could say Pitt. They could say, you know, there's other options for them as well. But I think it, it, it's worthwhile to foster that rivalry for the, between these two. So just like Georgia Tech and Georgia and Florida State and Florida play that last game of the season, I, I'm sure there's other reasons why it hasn't been there because I think last year was uh, Wake Forest. You know, every other year it's something different. But if they could, with this new scheduling system, make Boston College and Syracuse rivalry weekend every single year, I think that would be good and I think that would build that brand. Build that uh, camaraderie, that 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 rivalry that the two teams are 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 fighting against. And you know what? We're talking tier one. This is the team that like teams that need to be on there. And that's it for BC because every single other team that's in the ACC either is you know has some connection to Boston College or none at all. And that is what's going to be a challenge. For this, because and that's what makes it interesting too, right? Because in those second slots, that second and that third slot, you could put any number of teams. And we're gonna get into the second segment of this, talking about what teams might make sense. And I can also give you the flip side of why maybe their fans don't want it. Because remember, Boston College is the black sheep of the ACC, according to a lot of fan bases. But they're not technically. But why they may not want it. Or maybe why another team might be a fit. And then in our final segment, I'm going to give you a list of all the schools and why I don't think any of them are good fits for Boston College. And I'll explain exactly why they shouldn't be on that schedule as a permanent rivalry. Remember, all of these teams BC is going to play twice out of every four years of this three-year permanent rivalry, uh, permanent um, opponents uh, scheduling goes through, right? So it's not like we schedule, say, okay, we're not going to uh, schedule Virginia Tech. We're never going to see them again. No, you're going to see them ev- almost every other year. It's not like it is now where you see Miami at home once every 12 years. It's going to be different. So we'll talk about those other schools in just a moment. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all your latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. I have been loving the Major League Baseball lines that they've had on BetOnline. Today, today I had a money line bet on the Mets, and I had it over on the Astros at 8.5. Uh, got my fingers crossed. I recorded this while they're both still playing, so... Uh, but that's the fun part about BetOnline. You can go there and you can find anything. I think that's where BetOnline is better than all of their competitors. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Make sure to head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. 
This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, thanks for making Locked On Boston College your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, player rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. This is AJ Black again. Yeah, thank you all for listening and making us your number one first listen in the morning. And if you have not listened yet, I recommend after you finish the show, going back and checking out yesterday's episode where we got a chance to interview Dennis Garcell. Mitch and I got a chance to talk to former Boston College quarterback Dennis Garcell. Um, you know, I we've interviewed quite a few guests recently. We've had Christian Mahogany on. We had Zay Flowers. Um, I loved talking to Dennis Garcell. And I know some of you... Uh, what, you know, probably like, oh, it's Dennis Garcelle, you know, he struggled. You need to listen to it. You get a very good grasp of what kind of person he is. And now that he's no longer your quarterback, you can really appreciate everything he's done, his his value system, what he what he's doing. And I think you're really going to like that. So if you have not checked out our Dennis Garcelle episode, go back an episode after this is done and make sure to give it a listen. And if you like it, tell your friends about it. We want more and more people to listen to our interview segments because we want to get some other great name guests and we're working on it. I mean, hey, if I've got two All-Americans, Zay Flowers and Christian Mahogany in already, and the quarterback, you you better believe we've got some big ones coming down the line as well. So the saying is, don't oversell and underdeliver, but I'm throwing that saying out the window right now because I I'm telling I'm gonna sell it right now that I'm I've got some good stuff coming up for you guys. Okay, so we are entering that tier te- two category. These are other teams. So BC needs to fill three slots for permanent opponents. We already have one slot filled with Syracuse. That one seems non-negotiable. That one's gonna happen, right? Now this second slot and the third slot I think will be some combination of these teams. First, the first team that pops into mind is Virginia Tech. Now, I know Virginia Tech fans hate playing Boston College every year. They find it a giant waste of time, um, which, fine, they can do that if they want to. But I honestly think that's a good uh, – it's a good series. I mean, BC has been beating up Virginia Tech of late. I mean, going back to even when uh, Dazio was here, it was like win after win after win with them. And there's been those big games, you know, going both ways all the way back to 2007, 2008. It has seemed like a relatively um, even rivalry. And I think that is a big deal. You have a historic background. Both teams are uh, Big East schools. You have recent success from both teams, like in terms of playing each other. Um, Relative uh, closest. Virginia and BC is, again, closer than Miami and BC. And... I think both of these schools, even more than Syracuse, Boston College and Virginia Tech are in the same battles for a lot of recruits. Both of them are trying to hit that DMV area, the District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia area. So I think there's a lot there. Now, as I said, Virginia Tech fans would hate this. They do not want to play BC every year, but I think it would be a good one. And it also gives BC a good opponent. It's not like you're saying, I want to play Duke every year. This is like I want to play a team that has been in the ACC championship a lot. Not not recently, but they are a team that can get to that level pretty consistently. So you're going to get a quality opponent as a everyday, um, uh, every year opponent as well. So Virginia Tech, that's one option you have. Another one, we're going down that Big East route, is going to go a little bit north to Pitt. 
Now, Pitt and BC is an odd pairing. Um, you know, they are they have their times back at, at um in the Big East. They've played each other plenty of times. Uh, they're close in terms of proximity. Again, it's you when you're looking at BC, you look at that northeast kind of corridor, um, and you and you think, oh, that would be great to have as a permanent rival. Now, you because you could you could travel to Pitt if you're uh, living in the northeast. They could travel up here. It makes a lot of sense. But you know, of all the Big East schools that I think of football and Boston College, I don't think of Pitt. I, they're just one of those schools, unlike Miami, unlike Syracuse, that it, those games just didn't click. That being said, if the ACC wants to just pick three Northeast schools, you just go BC, Syracuse, Pitt, and then whatever third team, right, for BC, and that's it. But Syracuse, uh, P- P- excuse me, Pitt is obviously going to be one to look at. Pitt will be interesting too because they have some other teams that they're going to definitely want to get in. They're obviously going to also get Syracuse on there. They're going to probably also get Louisville because they're, they, the two of those schools have a pretty good rivalry and, and you know proximity piece there. And then if they went with the DMV and they went for Virginia Tech or UVA, then they're done. So Pitt could easily find other play, teams to play that aren't Boston College. I mean, they could add Clemson too, right? Clemson and Pitt have had some great games in the years past. So um, that's another opportunity uh, for Pitt to, to not choose BC. So for them, I'm not, I'm not sure that might happen. Now, the final team uh, that is in – there's two other teams. Excuse me. We're going to keep going south. Now, Chris, our, re, our listener, the one that makes all the tight end jokes to me on Twitter, he said Clemson, and he thinks that BC should play Clemson because they're the best team and you want the best team every single year. That's hard to debate. And of course, is the Omad, uh, the Madden O'Rourke uh, Trophy that Boston College I feel hasn't won in about 15 years. You know, I said it earlier, and I'm just gonna get him aggravated again. And anyone who likes Clemson at games aggravated, I am fine be- with BC playing Clemson every two to four years, uh, two year every other year, twice in every four years. BC does not need to play Clemson every single year because it's just like, yeah, you you want to play the best. But also, there's the team over there that's playing Duke and Georgia Tech that's going to get all the way up to the ACC championship and get that extra game because they don't have to play Clemson. So I'd love to have a couple of those years. I'm not saying I'd love to see BC beat Clemson, and I don't want them ducking Clemson. I just don't want to have to play them every year. And I understand they also have the longest history here. You know, They go back to, what, 1910 when they played at Fenway Park? But I don't know. I don't – I really don't – I feel strongly that Clemson is not the fit. Now, if you want to include a team that I think will be going on the up, that has a good um, rivalry with Boston College, that you want to get – like, you get Clemson, you get – for me at least, I find their fans when I used to tailgate really pleasant. When you go to Clemson, they're pleasant. They're always pleasant people. This fan base for this final team – I don't find their fan base very pleasant. I actually find them one of the most obnoxious in the ACC, and that's Miami. Um, every it's kind of died since the U thing kind of died down, and and but with the turnover chains and stuff like that, every fair weather Boston fan either roots for Notre Dame or Miami. And now with the U coming back with Mario Cristobal and that whole you know with NIL, they're gonna totally probably get back to it. I'd love Miami on our side. I want a team that I, you know, like as a Boston College fan, you can hate. And Miami is so easy to hate. 
Um, and I, I would love that. So then, you know, they had, I, oh, I mean, I don't have to get into it. You guys all know the BC and Miami's history, whether it's the Flutie game, whether it's Ed Reed. I mean, even recently they had the red bandana game that BC smacked Miami up, up here. They've played quite a bit and I think it's a good talented team. And I honestly, I know that there's, there's that leather helmet thing for Clemson. I think BC has a chance to play and beat Miami more often than they would beat Clemson. And I would much rather see Miami on that roster, I mean, on their schedule, than Clemson. That's just my opinion on this. I And I'm just saying it. I would rather boo see you guys all booing the hell out of the Hurricanes, which I know when things are going to get you know heated, that's a perfect team to do it. And just getting that anger, like that angry fan base thing going – BC desperately needs that, right? You play Syracuse, and it's like two teams that are like, yeah, you know, you're two Northeast teams. Who really cares? You play Virginia Tech, you're like, yeah, it's, yeah, you know, you have a rivalry. But it's like fan bases don't really bash heads. Man, Miami, I'm telling you, if you got their fans up here with the stupid chains doing the you thing through the whole game, BC fans would be getting so angry that those games would become must-watch and must-attend games because those fans would want to make sure they're there to boo the heck out of the the Hurricanes, their fans, and make things as hostile as possible for them. And that, I feel, would be great. I think that would be something that would drive ticket sales, drive interest. So give me the you. And so we're going to dive into why the other teams are not there, but here's my final four. Here's my final three teams in Boston College I want to see as permanent scheduled teams. And I just changed it. I've thought i I've talked myself out of what I said on BC Bulletin. What I want is Boston College, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Miami. That's my four right now. That's that's where I'm at in this in as I'm recording this. I had said Pitt earlier. I you know I think that might be the lazy way to do it. It's just going Pitt, Syracuse, BC, Virginia Tech. Get Miami in there. Let's and that would also give BC a permanent schedule that goes up and down the coast because you're going north. I mean, well, west to Syracuse. You're going souther. Uh, souther. That's not even a word. The mid. Uh, mid-coastal to Virginia Tech and all the way to the tippy bottom of Miami in, in that state of Florida where you got Zay Flowers and you've got, you know, you know, a bunch of other players and over the last few years you got Florida as well. So you're hitting everything other than the Carolinas and I'm sure you'll get a Carolina team every single year with one of those Tobacco Road teams on your schedule. Speaking of Tobacco Road, in our final segment, I'll tell you why I don't want any of those teams as a regular scheduled rival on BC's schedule. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. We are talking scheduling opponents on this new three-team permanent opponent uh, option that Jim Phillips brought up during his phone call and meetings on Wednesday. Now, I just gave you my three I want to see BC play. Miami, Virginia Tech, Syracuse. Good uh, balance of talent and geography. It hit and history hits it all for BC. And you know, here are the teams. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like none of these teams do anything for me. And I'll explain why. So let's just start with Virginia. Virginia, other than them having a academic profile that exceeds or, or rivals Boston College, 
There is literally nothing about playing Virginia that has ever excited me other than the game that, um, and I'm totally forgetting what his name was, with that player from UVA that smacked, uh, clipped Matthias Kiwanuka and Al Washington freaked out. That was the only game that I've ever seen BC play UVA where I've actually cared. Um, you know, they're, they've got a new coach. They haven't really found any momentum. I mean, they had that one year, two years ago, where they made the ACC championship. But that seemed like kind of fluky to me. Now uh, Bron- Bronco Mendenhall's gone. They're they're starting from scratch with Tony Elliott. I don't. I just don't care. I don't want to see UVA. And I'm gonna say I'm gonna add into just teams that have a similar profile with no history. That just I doesn't do anything. Duke. Duke does nothing for me. Duke is uh, you know basketball. Sure, that's a big game. But Duke football. They had those few years with David Cutcliffe, but they are consistently the bottom of the barrel of the ACC. And now that they have a new head coach, Mike Elko's got a big um, job ahead of him to get that going. But Duke, another team that's like, and and they're going to be busy with tobacco road teams. They're going to have a regularly scheduled uh, lineup of playing tobacco road schools. So Duke should not be BC's permanent opponent. I hope to gosh that that's not it because you don't need to see Duke. You don't need to have Duke at home every other year. Just doesn't make any difference. Then uh, you have, speaking of Tobacco Road, you go down some of these other schools, right? NC State, Wake Forest, and UNC. Now, Wake Forest and BC uh, had a long string of uh, ineptitude, let's say, in the ACC. Both teams kind of just were there. And, you know, when I worked for BC Interruption, we had the hashtag, the rivalry. It's not a real rivalry. None of the fan bases honestly care that much about each other other than this joke. I don't need to see Wake Forest every year. Just don't. I mean, they're a good team to play every couple of years. Just leave it at that. Same thing with NC State. Now, NC State would have been a great rivalry right around the time Tom O'Brien left, but those years are long gone. Again, just like with many of these other schools, they fall in that camp of just don't care. Like, they don't care about us. They don't care about Boston College. Boston College fans are just kind of like, meh. You know, they're they're there too. So I, I just don't see NC State as a good fit as well. And UNC, they're going to – I almost want to put UNC in the same category as as UVA and Duke. Like, just no history. I mean, they played, what, a couple years ago when Sam Howell beat BC on the end, you know, very end of the game. But there's no history there. I just – I let UNC play Duke and Wake Forest and whoever else they want to in Tobacco Road. I don't need to see that. Now, there are two con- more controversial picks here for I just don't want to see them on my schedule is Florida State – and um, in Louisville, and also Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech goes into that whole category of they just have nothing in common with BC. There's no history there. Just leave them to play at some more southern schools. Leave them out. So, anyways, Florida State and Louisville. Louisville, I don't want anything to do with because I just don't like. I don't see them as a school that has much in terms of any sort of rivalry with Boston College at all. They don't have any shared history with BC. They were kind of in the Big East at different times with BC. You know, there's no big – they're, like, in weird areas. I mean, I don't really think BC fans want to travel to Louisville all that often. Uh, so leave them off. Florida State. This one was almost a tier two for me. But I, I – here's the reason why, as a someone who has followed BC, I don't want to see BC play Florida State every year. No matter how bad Florida State is, and they've been bad for a while now, they are a – consistent matchup problem for the Eagles. And the reason is they recruit athletes. 
speed athletes. And they may not be the best football players, but they're fast enough and more tricky that they can really cause damage to Boston College because BC has trouble matching up to their speed. So you got a whole bunch of guys on Florida State that aren't really all that great at football, but they're fast enough to cause a lot of problems for Boston College. We saw it last year. We've seen it. I mean, they just go back year after year. It's been going on. Um, also, I I have never been impressed with Doak Stadium, D- Doak Campbell. I just I don't know what it is about Florida State. It always seems like it's half full. It seems like the fans are half dead after the, the uh, planting the spear. Um, you know, you can look at them as a team from Florida. That would be a good thing. But give me Miami every single day. I mean, I know their fan base is bad too, but I I would much rather play Miami than Florida State. So. There's all of my schools that I just put in a bucket of like, just take them with the bathwater and just throw it all out because I don't think any of those schools should be in any consideration for playing Boston College as a consistent opponent. Should they play them twice every four years? Absolutely. I mean, obviously they're going to, but will you get excited to see them? Sure. It's nice. to. That's part of the fun of all this, right? Is that you're going to get to see Duke more often. You're going to get to see UNC more often. You get to build a little bit more there because it's not playing them like every blue moon. When you play those coastal teams every blue moon, no one cares because it's like, oh, there's that team I once played. We saw play like eight years ago. This is a team you saw play and they maybe had a great rivalry like two years ago now. That will help. But as a permanent rival, I don't want to see them on there. So again, my three. Virginia Tech, Miami, and Syracuse. I'm sticking with those. I'm locking those in right now. To disregard my other thoughts, it's taken me some time. I just spoke about this for, what, 28 minutes? That's where I'm at for BC. Those are the teams that I'm looking at. And I know I am not also looking at, you know, who are these other t- Like, I've seen people, like, already scan out, like, every rivalry that they think for ACC. I don't, I don't have the time to do that. And I honestly don't care. This is the three that I want to see BC for schedule. This is what I think will happen. This is ones. I, this is my my gold standard. My my final choice here. So, do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Hit me up on Twitter at Locked On BC or at AJ Black underscore BC. And just as a reminder, some of you like to dive into my DMs. Um, I'm a busy man. Sometimes I don't have the time to respond to every DM that you guys send me. Um, I will, if, if you send it to me on Twitter on the at, like at AJ black underscore BC, I'll hit that like and that retweet and I'll try to comment back to you at times. But if you slide into my DMS, there's a good chance I might see it and then totally forget to respond to you. And if I do that, that doesn't mean I didn't read your comment. I did. I just, I just got busy. Okay. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you do not check out our desk episode, go back and check that out on tomorrow's episode. We're going to have John Garcia of SI all American on third time in a month. Again, we're getting guests on here all the time. Kind of spice things up. I hope you're all enjoying this. If you do, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all again. This is AJ Black. Enjoy your Thursday. It's a beautiful day in Boston. I'm sure it's a beautiful day wherever you are. Take care.